Greetings, everybody. This is Dr. Keith back again with the FCS Prep Podcast, where we have real change right now. And today, guys, we're going to be touching again on being invulnerable. And this is based off a comment that was in on one of the last videos that was asking, how do you become invulnerable when you're in a toxic situation with toxic people? Um, I believe some of the examples that were given were parents, friends, society. And uh, the truth of the matter is, it is still possible to be invulnerable even if you're in a toxic situation. It is possible. Now, let me just say this. I firmly believe that if you are in a toxic situation, that if you can get out of that situation, out of that house, out of that family, out of that job, out of that community, wherever, I'm a firm, firm believer, remove yourself from the situation. All right, firm, firm believer of that. Lose the friends, lose whoever, the crowd, whatever it is. Lose them, get out of that situation. That is my first, first thing I want to say when it comes to being in a toxic situation with toxic people. However, we all know that that is not always possible. A child cannot just up and leave a toxic family, toxic parents. You know, sometimes we're stuck at that job with toxic people. Sometimes we're stuck in that community that's toxic or in a society that has a lot of toxicity. But just because we're in that situation with those people does not mean we cannot become invulnerable. I need you all to believe that. I need you guys to understand that, that it is still possible to become invulnerable, even in the worst of situations. I would even dare say that those who become invulnerable in those situations end up becoming even that much stronger, not just invulnerable, but stronger. There's a strength that comes from being able to survive those difficult and toxic situations. And there are plenty of people who have been through a lot of bad things and a lot of toxic situations and come out so much stronger. Now you can't tell them nothing. And that's awesome. Thumbs up. Kudos to them. All right. But let me jump into this real quick. So one of the things I said in that in that, uh, that comment was that we have to first start doing the internal work. When you are in a toxic situation, there are going to be elements of that situation, that environment, that society that you cannot control. And you should not be trying to control that. And if you try to control that, if you try to change the society, change your parents, change your friends, change your circle and all things like that, you're going to wear yourself out and eventually you're going to be overtaken and overcome and either die off or succumb to their pressure. All right. So we want to not do that. That's not the first thing we want to do. Right. That's not something we want to do. What we want to do is do the internal work. That means you're identifying the beliefs that are holding you back. You identify the thoughts that are holding you back. You identify the behaviors and the habits that are holding you back. See, there's an African proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, the enemy without can do no harm. I'm going to say that one more time. If there's no enemy within, the enemy without can do no harm. And I'm no historian or anything like that. But from my understanding, many great empires and nations have fallen not due to outside forces, but from internal corruption. 
And one of the things, I, I read the Bible a lot, so I'm just going to uh, go to that for an example. You look at the kingdom of Israel, you look at the kingdom of Judah, and it wasn't the outside forces that destroyed them. It was always the internal corruption, them turning away from God, them becoming wicked, them hating people, them tearing each other apart, creating a, a, a horribly toxic and evil and wicked society that weakened them to the point where anybody could come out and destroy them. And it's the exact same thing for any other nation uh, well, like I said, I'm not a historian, but I would assume that that it's the extra, it's the internal problems in a nation and the corruption internally that destroy them, not the outside forces. The outside forces are just, I don't want to say happenstance, but that, that's just the aftermath, the after effect of what happens when now that corruption's internal. Think of ourselves as nations. Think of ourselves as kingdoms, right? It's not the outside people that really do the damage when you think about it. Now, of course, I'm not talking about abuse and things like that. It's a different topic for another time, but I'm talking about those those um, the words people say and things of that nature. And I know people say sticks and stones are hurt or hurt uh, or break my bones, but words will never hurt me. But we all know how powerful words can be. They're extremely powerful, but they're only as powerful as we make them. And this is where that internal this internal work comes in. So I don't want to get ahead of myself. So when I say the internal work, like I said, we're talking about changing our mindsets. We're talking about changing our beliefs. We're talking about changing what we look at ourselves, changing how we view ourselves, changing our habits. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about doing all of that work. And I'm not going to get into all the nitty gritty parts of it. I might have to go and kind of break this down a little bit um, before we actually jump into the personal responsibility portion of the FCS prep. But um, I do want to touch on this real quick. So the internal work, I'm just going to give my own testimony, so to speak, my own life story as far as this journey is concerned. And so I'm going to use a few examples um, from personal life, maybe talk about my marriage, my job, even this podcast and, and making videos and writing and things of that nature. One of the things that I, I had a, a hard time with in my marriage was just well, communication with my wife. But even more than just communication, it was how I viewed her. And we would get into these arguments and things of that nature. And I would always be like, man, she's always yelling. She's always doing this. She's always doing that. She's always so mean. She's always so rude. Da, 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 da. So I'm always you, 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 you. And most of our conversations, uh, not conversations, I'm sorry, arguments were always finger pointing. You, 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 right? And it wasn't getting us anywhere. It wasn't getting me anywhere. Right. It wasn't getting me closer to her. It wasn't we, there wasn't more intimacy. There wasn't more anything. It was not getting us anywhere. I would say our faith is definitely what kept us together for this long. But now, well, not just our faith. Let me say that. Not just our faith. Our faith definitely has played a massive role. Let me not let me not don't want to downplay that at all. It has played a massive, massive role. But let me not be ignorant of the fact, and this is the point I'm trying to get to, of the work that I had to do to help improve my marriage. And so what I started doing was, instead of waiting for my wife to change, instead of saying, I'll change when she changes, or everything's her fault, and I'm perfect, and I'm God, and there's nothing I have to do to change, I started doing the internal work. I started looking at the way I was treating her, and the way I was saying things, and the way I was believing, and the way I was thinking. Perfect example. For whatever reason, I used to believe that words of endearment or ter- uh, were weak. You know, saying things like honey, baby, sweethearts, things like that. For whatever reason, I thought that was weak, and that if a man said it, he was weak, and only weak men said that. And then my wife 
challenged me on that. She said, but don't the men that you respect the most in your life, don't they say things like that? Doesn't your dad say things like that and your brother and your and your friend and all this stuff? Like, don't they say things like that? And I had to stop and think and reflect. I had to reflect. And I was like, you know what? I didn't let my thoughts, my prejudgments and all that stuff. I wasn't like, oh, see, she's always trying to start. I didn't do that this time. No, I stopped and reflected. I'm like, you know what? She's right. She's right. They, they, They do say that. These are men I do respect. And they are men. And so what I did was I started doing the work. I said, what made you believe that? You know, what, what made you believe that that made men weak? And so I thought about it and I thought about it. And I'm like, I have absolutely no evidence or anything to prove that that's what men made. That, that's the same things like that made men weak. I had no evidence to prove that. And so I changed how I thought. And I started saying, hey, babe, baby, sweetheart, honey, you know, all these things like that. And that started changing my marriage. Then you know, as time went on and as time progressed and I read more and I learned more and I kept changing and changing and changing what I thought, then I started realizing that when my wife would ask me questions, I would automatically become defensive. And I'm not just talking about in my words. I realized it that everything about me shifted. My whole state shifted from norm, cool, collected, laughing, joking. It shifted to this like, okay, I got it ready for, got to brace myself because we're about to go in. We're about to be a fight. And I realized that that shift changed how I thought. It changed how I felt. It changed how I responded. It changed how I interpreted what she said. It changed everything. And then I realized that that shift made it extremely difficult for us to have any type of productive conversations and that that shift led to a lot of arguments unnecessarily. So I had to start doing the internal work. I had to start saying, okay, Keith, why are you so defensive? Why are you up in arms? And I started asking myself these questions and doing the work. Then start saying, you know what? Hey, chill, man. Take a breath. Relax. She's just asking a question. Oh, no, but you didn't hear how she asked. Bruh, relax. It's not that deep, man. She's asking a question. You know, she asked it the wrong way. Listen, just take it in and take it for what it is. Just, it's just a question. And to see what I started doing, guys, ladies and gentlemen, what I started doing, I stopped giving those words power. First, I had to change my state, but I stopped giving those words power. I stopped giving the way she said things power. And what I started finding myself doing was even in the midst of what would be an argument or was possibly an argument, I was still calm. I was still cool. You know, I asked the questions. I stopped raising my voice. And then what started happening? Stopped having this residual effect afterwards. This, oh, I can't stand her. She's always like that. Oh my gosh, this, that, everything. Everything just started changing. Because there was that, that refractory period was reduced or eliminated altogether, not only was my day better, because before when I get into argument, the whole day was shot, right? I could put on a really good front, but my whole day was shot. And when I got home, it was quiet, and I wasn't saying anything to her. She wasn't saying anything to me. We didn't hold each other. We didn't kiss. And we didn't touch and all this stuff. And I got to thinking one day. It was one morning after um, a big blowout argument we had in the morning, and I was at work, and I was on duty. And I was out there by myself, and I was early. And I started thinking to myself, I'm like, I'm going to spend the next day, two days, week not talking to her, not kissing her, not holding her, not having conversations with her. It is time I'm never going to get back. I'm never going to get that time back. So again, I started doing that internal work. I'm like, okay, you need to process this stuff. Do whatever you got to do. You got to pray about it, process it, write it out, whatever. Process it. Stop giving so much power to it so that you can have a healthy relationship with your wife. 
And guys, by doing this internal work, and, and it didn't happen overnight. Let me rephrase that. Let me back that up. When I was not being very intentional about keeping myself in order and keeping my thoughts in order and not giving power to the words she's saying, when I became very intentional, then actually it did kind of change overnight. I'll be honest about that. It did kind of change overnight when I stopped giving so much weight and power to the words she was saying. It did change overnight to the point where even if we did get into, you know, if we had a conversation or a discussion, you know, or what we would want to call an argument. I don't even say an argument. When we got into a disagreement. That, that's honestly, that's what it is now. We don't even have arguments anymore. We have disagreements. And sometimes we don't, sometimes we agree, and sometimes we don't. But it's a disagreement. And I call it that now because I'm not getting into this, oh, you know, tit for tat. I'm trying to yell. I'm trying to scar. Da, da, da. I'm not getting into that. It's, it's simply, what are we talking about? Let's talk about whatever the situation is, whatever the problem is, whatever we're trying to understand, or whatever we're trying to resolve, or whatever the case may be. And the first thing I do is say, okay, what am, what am I doing in the situation? How am I responding? How am I acting? Am I staying on topic? Whatever the case. I'm, so I'm, I'm analyzing all these things as the conversation is going on. What's my tone like? My tone now is kind of even keel at all times. It's like, I don't, I don't get all excited. I don't get loud. Oh, you can't talk to me. I don't do that anymore. Keep it all nice and even keel. Hey, what's the problem? What's going on? You know, if I see the conversation going off track, I bring it right back to the original topic. I bring it right back. So all this started happening when I started doing the internal work. When I started questioning why I'm thinking these certain things, I started realizing and being mindful about what state my body was in, the defensiveness, the shutting down, the facial expressions, all that. I started being mindful of myself, my internal state. I started being mindful of it. And I made the necessary adjustments. Now, me and you might have different adjustments to make. Maybe you're not going into defensive state. Maybe it's more of like a victim state or maybe it's like, you know, cowering or something like that. So maybe you need to change that and maybe be a little bit more assertive. Kind of like we talked about verb, voice, eye contact, respect, body, boundaries. All right. You can check that out in the last video within vulnerability. But maybe you have different things you got to work on, different things you got to take. Maybe you are a yeller. Maybe you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, you're screaming. Yell. Maybe you need to check yourself and say, OK, why am I doing that? Why do I feel so violated or so disrespected, you know, when this goes on? And then on top of that, what also I've been doing is I analyze myself. I don't analyze my wife, not anymore, because I can't change her. I cannot change my wife. I can only change myself. I can only change myself. So I started analyzing myself after these conversations. Like, okay, did I say it the right way? Did I really miss what she was saying? What was she really trying to say? You know, was she really trying? I started analyzing myself and then I'd go back to my wife and it was something that was correct and I'll go back and own it up. I'll own right up to it. Yeah, no, you were right about that. And in the conversations is too, you know, I'll be like, you know what? Yeah, babe, you're right about that. I shouldn't have, you know, I, I should have done that. I should have said this, whatever. I own up to it. But again, the whole purpose of everything we're talking about right now is just doing that internal work, focusing on ourselves. That's what we can change. And you know what? Sometimes when you're in a toxic situation with at work or with family or with friends or in society, sometimes you got to be that light. But you can't be that light until you do the internal work. Do you challenge those negative beliefs? Do you start changing them and changing your habits and your thought patterns and your in your, your states? Until you can't start changing that, you can't be the light that maybe these people need. So yes, maybe we do live in a toxic society, but you know what? People need to see that light. 
Being to see that it is possible to stand up for what we believe in without worrying about what other people are gonna say. That encourages and inspires people. You have no idea how powerful your example is to somebody. You just being yourself. You, and that's the thing, let me, let me also say this. Because the whole purpose of FCS prep is I want people to be successful in life, in every area and any area of their life. But here's the thing, success doesn't necessarily mean you have to be some big time massive influencer, you know, some big time billionaire CEO. Sometimes success is just being yourself and inspiring others. That's it, just, and you know what? Just being yourself. If you could just be, and listen, in this world, if you could just be yourself, you've won. If you could just be yourself, you won. If you could be your authentic self that changes and adapts to improve over time, because none of us are perfect. We all got work to do. I got work to do. But if we can be our authentic selves, we, we will inspire other people. When we can be real, we will inspire other people to do the same. Because our lives will be a testimony to somebody else. They'll say, if, if Keith can do it, I can do it too. You know, if Keith can survive in his marriage and not just survive, but turn it around and make it thrive just by changing his own behaviors, then I can do it too. It's not hopeless. It's not over. If Billy or Jane or John or Joe or Tyrone or whoever, if they can be on the job and be a light into this, in, into their their job and inspire those around them and inspire the people under them and a, and a next to them and above them, but just by being themselves, that is is true success and guys and that's what i want for everybody i want everybody to be able to be themselves no matter where they are no matter where you guys are i want you to be yourself and, and let me say this it may not be easy to become invulnerable right out the gate right i'm gonna be honest with you. it may not be easy because there's a lot of stuff we're gonna be working against there's gonna be um discomfort with if you know concern and and challenging beliefs and all these things like that and worrying about what people say and then trying to not worry about it and and breaking the, there it so there is work to be done to become invulnerable but it is most certainly possible i need you guys to believe it, it is certainly possible even in the worst situations even in the most toxic situations it is possible and i don't know what situations everybody that's listening to it are in i don't i don't but what i do know is i want you to think about this you changing and making it out of your situation is guaranteed not maybe not uh, kind of it is guaranteed to change lives if you make it out of that abusive and destructive and toxic family and you come out positive and inspiring people and being yourself you just automatically it's like stamped on you blop you're going to change and inspire lives if you make it out of that toxic circle of friends then guess what and you're yourself you're going to change and inspire lives if you're on the job that has a boss that sucks a culture that sucks you know you're overworked you're underpaid all these things like that but you're still there Giving 110%, not letting anyone change you, you're being your authentic self, you're inspiring others, you're going to change lives. Listen, somebody is watching you right now, and they're waiting to see, are they going to make it? Because you know, I know if they can make it, I can make it. There's somebody watching you right now. Guys, I need you to truly understand and believe that there's somebody watching you right now now and they're waiting to see what your story is going to be like at the end are you going to be yourself are you going to be authentic are you going to stand up for what you believe in are you going to be assertive are you going to challenge those beliefs are you going to do that because they need to see it because they need to know that i can make it too 
And yes, I know there are a lot of lofty people out there, lofty role models, but that gap is so far. It's very difficult for someone that's all the way in the bottom to look at someone all the way at the top and be like, yeah, I can do it too. Yes, there are times when that happens. We say things like that. But what I need right now, I need to see someone who's not too far away from me. Think about it. Like Kids tend to be more influenced by other kids for the most part. They're more easily influenced by other kids, not because other kids are just so much smarter or greater or anything like that than them, but because they're closer in age. But if there's this massive gap, and we've all seen it, we've all experienced it where some, some you know, wise older person will kind of try to tell us something like, ah, you don't know what you're talking about. But then our friend comes along and says, hey, we should do this crazy thing. Oh, man, yeah, bet, let's do it. Like, it's not because we're disrespecting the older people, the wiser people. It's just because it's easier to relate to someone who's a little bit closer to us. So there's someone that's around us, someone in our circle, someone looking on us, and they're saying, I, so I got to see if they make it. I got to see how they respond. I got to see how they act. I got to see how they treat people. I got to see how they be themselves. And they're just watching you. And you may not see it, but they're watching you. They're watching your every move. They're watching what you say. They're watching what you do. They're watching. So being that we're watching, other people are watching. People that, being that we're examples to others. It is almost our lifelong duty, our purpose to make sure we are our authentic selves. Because when we are our authentic selves, we give others permission to do the same. But guys, it all starts with that internal work. If you want to get started, guys, I do have the series um, on unconditional love, unconditional love boundaries, self-love, and of course, the last two invulnerable videos, plus a host of other videos that talk about changing mindsets, changing how we respond to situations, digging deep, all types of things like that that you guys can dig into um, in my um, YouTube archives. I also have on my other social media a whole lot of other things, touch on a whole lot of different areas. You know, you can pick, choose, and refuse whatever you want from there because, again, we're all dealing and struggling with different things. But once again, living in a toxic society, in a toxic family, being around toxic friends and toxic people and things like that, it is still possible to come invulnerable. We just have to do the internal work. And once we start changing ourselves, we start changing everything else around us, which is the whole thing with FCS, improving the world by improving you. When we get better, everything around us gets better as well. I love you guys. We are going to hop into uh, personal responsibility in our next video. And I also, I'm going to have a surprise. I'm going to do uh, an interview with my cousin, um, Zaharian Williams. And I'm going to have that up there as well. Um, we're going to be talking, you know, just talking about his life and talking about where he's come from. And I'll explain all that when we get to it. He's, a, he's been a huge, huge inspiration to me. And again, he's actually a perfect example of someone who's being his authentic self. And I saw that and it helped me to get to this point right now. But once again, we'll talk about all that in the interview. But for right now, guys, I love you all. You all take care. Have a great, awesome and blessed day. Remember the FCS, we're improving the world by improving you. And guys, you're getting better and better every single day. I love you guys. You all take care.